Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking football, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid. Hey, welcome to the show brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. This is a big show. It's our recap show from the weekend. It's just kickoff Kevin and I. Uh, We will talk to Coach Shane Beamer in just a few minutes who Kevin lined up. You're on the board, buddy. Let's do it. He's on the board, Mikey. Yeah. It is a good one. Coach Beamer was awesome. He was great. He's cool. He's like a normal dude. And you could tell that he, one, was at least somewhat familiar with our idiocy. Mm-hmm. Meaning he wasn't too shaken back when I said, you ever pee yourself? Yeah. You know, that similar-ish type question. Yeah. But uh, just a big fan of him. He's turned that whole program around. They had a big win this weekend. Awesome. We were nervous. Mm-hmm. And he, I asked him, I said, if you'd have lost, would you have canceled? And you can hear what he says. Mm-hmm. We were nervous. But I had picked them to win. I thought they would win anyway. Texas A&M's a joke. Yeah. And the fact that Arkansas lost to them was terrible. I mean, it was just everything unlucky happened that game. But uh, South Carolina, man, they're they are making a name. So we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Uh, that being said, Mike, do we need to draw a new coach for Kevin in a minute, though? Should we do this at the end? Yeah, we'll do that at the end. Just so he doesn't lose any days on getting more coaches on the That's board. That's true. Now, remember, you have two weeks to get another coach to get back to even. Yeah, I'm still working on another, on another one. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. You can win that 500 bucks. Okay, I'm going to grab that hat right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead yep. and get it. All right, so here's what's up. We're going to talk some recaps for the NFL. We'll talk some recaps from college football, and we'll draw Kevin. Mike, did you watch the Cowboys game? I watched it, yeah. And? I don't know. I don't, I don't Are like Are you sad? I'm still kind of sad, yeah. Because? I don't really like Dak back. Okay. I'm surprised to hear you say that. I think Eddie... Would like if this were Game of Thrones, he'd have you killed for treachery. I want, like, I wanted Cooper Rush to continue to do well, and I'm glad that Dak won. But I honestly believe that he was going to come back and lose this game, or in general. In general, I thought he would come back, he would lose, and then he'd be like, "Oh, should we get Cooper Rush back?" I was expecting that. So, yeah. Did, did you? That's your favorite team. What he said, Kevin, when you walked out was he was he doesn't really like Dak back. What? I don't think he's like ready to be back. I still don't buy. Oh, okay, injury. it's just because of injury. Yeah, more for than, injury, not forever. No. So you wanted Dak to take another week or two and not rush back? Yeah, I felt like they rushed back, especially after Cooper Rush lost. Like, all right, now is the time to get him back in. I didn't love him back. But, yeah, I mean, Cooper Rush kept him to, to a score 
I mean, he had, you know, he didn't play the best game. That was the Eagles. Yeah. I don't even know that was a terrible game. He had to press a little bit. Yeah. And that got him in trouble. But the Cowboys won. What are you going to say? A win's a win's a win. They won, yeah. They beat the Lions. Zeke had a touchdown or two. Maybe two. I know yeah, they I think had one had for sure. Two? I know Pollard had more yards, but I think Zeke had the touchdowns. They get down to the one or two, and it's like, let's go, baby. Give it to mm, Zeke. Yeah. I drafted Zeke in both my fantasy leagues. So I'm like, let's go. We're down there. <laughs> but the <laughs> NFC East is just so crazy right now. The Giants winning again. Every game the Giants have won has been a one-possession game, I believe. Yeah. Every single one of them, I think they've won. They're 6-1, and one, and they have won every game by, I believe, either one possession or single digits. And we can look at that and fact-check that. But that game was, was pretty good. Uh, the Giants and Jaguars game. I'll say this about that game is that for some reason we thought we didn't know anything because Vegas had the Jaguars as a favorite, and we're like, what do they know? What do they know? And so I did the stupid thing. And I bet on the Giants because I thought Vegas knows more than me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with my gut. And luckily I hit that one because it was a weird line. And that came down to the last yard. The one yard. One yes. yard line. Like if Saquon would have, he tried, he did try to go down and bounce. Yeah. But they said, no, he was actually out, went out before he came back in. And had he got out of bounds, that'd have been it. Game over. Um, but he didn't. And so they got the ball back. They threw the one yard line. One yard. And you know what? It wasn't so close that you felt like there was anything shady going on because you could see definitively he was stopped at the mm-hmm. one yard line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remind me of the, the, the Titans and Rams, the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I, the first thing I thought of. Exactly. Yeah. But what an ending. Yeah. A super pump for the Giants. I mean, Dable is awesome. Yeah. Let's just say it. He's awesome. Is Daniel Jones like the dude? <laughs> he threw for over 200 and ran for 100. They were doing this thing with Saquon, handed to Saquon. Okay, now Daniel Jones run. And it's Saquon, now Daniel Jones run. So is he like the poor man's Josh Allen? You know, the day ball, not as nearly as talented physically. I don't but think. But similar. Uh, or it's a tough one to compare to. I don't think he runs. I think he's faster than Josh Allen. Yeah. He's not as physical as Josh Allen. He can't slide as good as Josh Allen. Daniel Jones can't slide. <laughs> he's going to tear a leg off trying to get down. Yeah. It's like the most clunky. It's like a fourth grader that's never played baseball. Okay, yeah, we're going to do sliding practice. It's like, like, bro, you got to get down. He's going to get hurt on the slide, not the hit. But it was really cool to see them win. They're six and one. I mean, if we're going through some of this, the Jets win again. It's awesome. That was so ugly, too. Who cares? Yeah. But they won. I agree. They won. Both New York teams, like the taste is so bad for both of them. It's just being bad teams. Yeah. So... I'm still not convinced about the Jets. Who cares what I'm convinced of, by the way? Still not convinced about the Jets. And I'm starting to believe in the Giants a little bit because they have built a system for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. They didn't go, all right, well, this is our staff, and Dan Jones, you'll now run like this until we get another quarterback to come in. They said, okay, we know what you're good at. Let's figure it out and make, make it work for you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool to see. Yeah. Maybe Peyton Manning was right because he was the one that was like, you got to draft Daniel Jones at number six or so, wherever he drafted in the first round. Yeah. He's a big advocate for him coming out of Duke. Yeah, with Cutcliffe and, mm-hmm. yep. Because that's his old coach. Yep. So, good for the Giants. Look at him. And you were right on that stat. Am I? Yeah, one possession. Every game. Yeah. It's like they go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to kind of kick the can, try to shorten. I have a friend that does two clock all the time on Madden. Pisses me off. Because <laughs> he just makes the game shorter. And I'm like, let's play. Just two clock all the time. Two clock, two clock, two clock. What is that? It um, so as soon as you come out of the huddle, it makes the clock go okay, way down. It's like they were running, the, like real exhausting life, exhausting. But you don't have to wait the gotcha. full amount. Gotcha. And I'm like, just play the game. Let's throw. Let's score some points. Chew clock. Chew clock. And so that's basically what the Giants are doing. You're just getting a game with us, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. mix it up, be ugly, and at the end, it's gonna come down to some good coaching. And they got the Seahawks next. 
Seahawks are pretty good though. That's exciting. The Seahawks are in a they're the only team they're the only winning record in that division. Yeah. Um I guess 3 and 3 is a winning record. Yeah. 500 or better I guess. Yeah. Right. They're the only above 500 team in that that division. Wild. Yeah, it is. Wild. So yeah, some of the NFL is, a little, is weird this year. It was drunk yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty drunk. It was pretty drunk for sure. <laughs> it was drunk yesterday. All right, we're going to go. I'm going to go over to Coach Beamer first. Let's go to this interview because I think it's awesome. Kevin Kevin booked him. Uh, one of my favorite interviews we've done here in a long time. Mm-hmm. Just thought he was such a nice guy and such like a – like I don't want to play for him because he just seems like a, a dude. And not like a bro dude, just like – I don't know, cry on his shoulder. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take care of Talk you. Talk about sports. And motivate you. Yeah, all yeah, of that. All of it. So here he is. After a big win beating Texas A&M, which, by the way, they returned the opening kickoff. Then they all... Texas A&M kicks an onside kick, down one possession. Texas A&M recovers the onside kick at the end of the game, only down six points. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, is it falling apart? And, and I have to think, knowing what South Carolina fans feel like, because I, being an Arkansas fan, we're like, okay, well, we're going to blow it again because we, we blow it all the time. I bet you they were like that. Like, oh, great, of course. Of mm-hmm. course we do it. And they didn't. That's how cultures change. Yep. It's awesome. So here he is, South Carolina head football coach, Shane Beamer. Coach, first of all, uh, big fan of what you're doing over there. I'm an SEC guy, and, you know, one of the only schools I don't hate, South Carolina. And you got my boy Steps over there. So, you know, I, uh, I've been mildly rooting for you guys, and that's a, that's a big deal for me. So congratulations on, on the big win this weekend. I appreciate it. It means a lot. The feeling's mutual. I listen to you all the time. So cool to be on with you. Thanks, man. I, a couple things. One, if you would have lost, would you have canceled? That was the big debate here. <laughs> no. For you, no. <laughs> okay. Because I said- once, I, once I give my word to somebody, I, I, I stick to it. All right. Um, a couple things that I was thinking this weekend while watching the game. When AM recovers that onside kick, because I got a lot of game questions and a lot of general questions, but when AM recovers the onside kick, and I know you got to have a poker face or a coach's face, what are you really thinking when they cross it up and, they, and now they're down a pos- one possession with the ball? I'm thinking you've got to be effing kidding me mm-hmm. right now. Um, honestly, it was one of those. It's got a, they got a perfect hop on it. And I um, mean, good credit to them, but it was kind of like one of those um, had the great confidence in our defense going out there, but it was one of those. We just kept letting them hang around, hang around, hang around. And we had plenty of opportunities to put that game away. And it was like, man, we really let it come down to this. And then I was thinking about how bad it was that the series before we weren't able to convert a fourth and one to just end the game right then and there. When you look back at the very first play of the game, which I was watching as well, and it was a kickoff return for a touchdown. Do you try to show unbridled emotion ever? I mean, or are you all like, I just wonder what's happening in your guts while big stuff's happening like that. No, I try to, um, I got to be me. And uh, certainly you want to maintain poise and all that on the sidelines as the head coach. But uh, I really, truly just love seeing our players have success and, Love watching them play, and the environment in that stadium was off the charts. So I was super emotional and super excited. But you know, you also can't lose sight of you got a job to do, and and there's a long way to go. And what's next? And we just we just ran this kickoff back for a touchdown, and now we got to get our kickoff team out there to go cover a kickoff and things like that as well. I'd have been going crazy. You ever been so excited you peed a little? I think because it's happened to me. Like really, you just <laughs> jump. And like, like maybe you're a little sick. Has that ever happened to you? Probably so. I, uh, I've had a lot of different emotions Man. as well. So I can't say that's ha- that happened to me Saturday night, but I'm sure it has at some point. 
I'm curious about a culture change because you go into South Carolina, very familiar with the program, and you know it's what they were looking for when they hired you. But when you're starting from scratch, like when you go in as a head coach, how do you start from scratch with an entire culture? Yeah, for for me, it was coming in here and. I mean, you got to get to know the people and, and know who you're working with and, and what they're about. So the very first thing I did was, you know, before I hired a staff and uh, I mean, I was in the process of it. But the very first thing I did was just start meeting individually with every single player on this team. And uh, I got hired mid-December, I guess, and or late December and before Christmas. And then right after the right after uh, Christmas, met with every player on the team in my office. They just came in here and sat down with them, tell me about yourself, where you're from, tell me about your family, why'd you choose South Carolina, what are your goals? Just finding out as much as you can about them as people and, and connecting with people uh, that way. I mean, to me, that's how you start. And and then you just build from there. And for me, it's being very consistent and, and genuine in what we talk about and not saying one thing and doing another. And I know it's cliche, but I mean, I think our players in this program would tell you that they know we care about them as people first and foremost. And, and uh, you know, before, before anything. When you hear that you're up for the job at South Carolina, do you hear that or do you hear they want you for the job at South Carolina? Um, both, you know, I mean, you hear your name, but I, I knew there was enough support here from uh you know some people within the program but you know one thing that helped me Bobby, was the fact that i was here as an assistant coach and uh, had relationships with former players so when people like melvin ingram and stefan gilmore and and former players connor shaw players like that or marcus Lattimore speaking out publicly on your behalf you know, you know, you're going to be in the mix, but there were a lot of people that were interested in this job. And I was coaching in Oklahoma and had a job to do during the during that time. But uh, certainly, I think it was a combination of both. And, and um, as when I interviewed, I felt really good about it coming out of the interview and how that went. And it all worked out in the end. So you're in South Carolina, you're starting to win a little bit. You guys are five and two. And it's been cool to watch you guys. And do you feel like you've gotten better during the season? Or do you feel like that your players have understood what you're trying to do as the season goes? Because again, we, Arkansas, I'm, I'm from Arkansas, obviously. We played you guys and we beat you early, but I feel like you guys are so much better now than you were even earlier this year. Yeah, we are. You know, we had a lot of injuries that have hit us even since that Arkansas game. And, and, uh, uh, we have gotten better. We're a different football team. We weren't very, we weren't physical enough that day against Arkansas and, 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 and out in Fayetteville. Uh, we've gotten better on the line of scrimmage. And, and we talk about that all the time. It's just improving during the season and constantly trying to get better. And even after the big Kentucky win a couple weeks ago, uh, we had the off week two weeks ago, and then we played Texas A&M. And, and I really feel like we got better as a football team during the off week. And then we got better as a football team during the, uh, during the Texas A&M week as well. It'll be critical for us this week as well to continue to, to get better. But we, we got a, excuse me, we got a really good group of guys that, love to work and love to practice. And, and that's how you, uh, you know, that's how you get better. And, and we talk about it all the time that after that Kentucky win, we said it would be a real shame if we're the same team six weeks from now than we were after Kentucky. Like we got to get better as a team. And, and uh, I do feel like we are. Whenever you have a big win like this past week against A&M, you go back and you do the big celebration that you talk to your team, you, you know, it's all a big party, but then that, because I'll do a show, like if I do a theater show, I do stand-up, and everybody's like, oh, look at you, Bobby's awesome. And I go back to my room, and I'm like, well, this sucks, now I'm lonely. But you go back home, and I'm assuming, like, can you go to sleep that night? Like, what, are you just 
adrenaline pumping all night long? Yeah, it's hard. Adrenaline's pumping all night long. You know, so the game ends, talk to the team, then I go down the hall and I do the post-game press conference and and that's 20, 25 minutes. And then I go right back down to the hall, right back down the hall and I do post-game radio show with Todd Ellis, our radio uh, uh, play-by-play guy. And then jump in the shower, change clothes and walk and go tape the weekly coaches show. So, I mean, it's it's late before you get home. So, I mean, I think that game the other night ended probably around 11 o'clock or whatever. I mean, it was close to 1 a.m., 1.30 before I, before I got in, got to the house and you're like emotionally spent, but the adrenaline's pumping as well. So I you, stayed up. Yeah, you eat, some of the you watch something. The, oh, you watch huh? the game? You, you, it's not like you turn Hulu on, you watch the like <laughs> game tape immediately? No, I'm not that I'm not that crazy. Like I need a break, but for me, it's just kind of going home and and usually kids are asleep and and it's probably just me by myself uh when I get home, but I'll just sit on the couch and maybe watch highlights of games from that day or what else happened in the SEC and things like that. But I stayed up for I don't know, an hour or two when I got home the other night and tried to go to sleep because uh, you are emotionally worn out and spent, but then it's wake right back up on, on Sunday morning and, and back in the office Sunday morning and right back to work. Dang. Eddie, yeah. you want to say Coach Beamer? I do. Coach, I, I want to ask you, how much does your job consist of not just coaching football to your players, but being a father figure to them? Like, do they come to you and sit down and be like, Coach, I'm dating this girl, man. I just don't know if I like her. You know, like, do you have conversations like that with your players? I do. And that's like my, and honestly, it's my, probably my favorite part of the job. I mean, I love coaching. Don't get me wrong, but I always enjoyed as an assistant coach having really great relationships with everybody on the team, but you're really focused on your position group, the tight ends you coach or the running backs or whatever it might be. And I love the fact that I'm the head coach now and can have those relationships with 120 guys on our football team and that they feel comfortable coming in my office and, and talking about that. So yeah, we have those conversations all the time, school, girls, uh, uh, something going on back home with a family member, whatever it may be. And uh, I want them to feel comfortable talking to, to me about that. And, and that's a big part of it as well. I mean, to me, that's the culture and, and our players, you know, no one, not just with me, but all of our coaches and staff uh, that we've, uh, we got their backs and, and we're here for them in, in every which way. What kind of guy is Rattler? He's awesome. He really is. He, um, you know, I mean, I guess there was, I've never seen it. I guess there was a Netflix show when he was in high school that, they can make anybody look any way they want on a reality type TV show that he may have gotten a bad rap on, but he's fantastic. I mean, and I knew that before he came in here because I spent two years with him together, or two years with him in Oklahoma when I was there in Norman and knew what kind of person he was. But but he's awesome. He's one of those guys when he when he got here, he didn't come in here and it wasn't it wasn't a you know, I'm Spencer Rattler and 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 look at me and all this stuff. He just came in here and worked his butt off and tried to earn the respect of his teammates and and he has and he's earned the respect of his teammates i think because of the kind of person he is but just his work ethic like he grinds and really works and and doesn't care about stats I and mean, he's just into into winning football games so i love him and he's been fantastic for us um, on and off the field we're gonna pause this interview for a second with coach beamer to talk about DraftKings. all right the stakes are high you're watching a game you're rooting for your team you're cheering you all the passions there I mean, that's what you can do with DraftKings as well. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers. You can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. I'll say it again. If you're a new customer, 
any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. All right, check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. There's so many matchups we like on this show. You know, we talked even even last week, we're talking about that, that Giants and Jaguars game. You know, it was just sitting there. It was Then we got a little nervous about it, but there's no need, right? Have fun. DraftKings is awesome. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get 200 bucks in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. I'll say it again, Bobby Sports. Put that in, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 100GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text hope and y 467-369. Does it help you in recruiting that... You look 25. I mean, you look, I mean, the, <laughs> honestly, I mean, you go into an, a, a house and, you, you know, you're not a 70-year-old dude. That, that, that's probably got to help that you talk and look similar age to the players, right? I think so. I don't feel it. So I'm glad you said that. I appreciate it. But no, I think it, it uh, uh, I think it helps being able to relate to them and, and being able to connect with them, whether it be the kids you're recruiting or the players on your own team. Uh, just being able to relate and have that connection with them as well. So uh, I try and stay up to date on what they're listening to and what they're watching and what's going on in their world and things like that. And, and they do a good job of keeping me keeping me informed uh, as well. So certainly doesn't hurt, but you know I'll, I'll take any uh, any angle I can. All right. Uh- just absolute truth here. You ever sneak and put the pads on again and just walk around and be like, just because I would, I would, I would relive. I mean, nobody needs to be around. They're like just kind of relive it sometimes. Be like, this is what it was like for me back in the day. I think you get the, you get a dose of that. Like when you're able, when you're on the practice field each day and you're out there for two hours and you're getting to run around and, and, and be a part of it and still compete, but not really. I mean, I got, you know, old stuff at, at home, like helmets and baseball helmets when I played baseball in high school and things like that. And, I can't say I put the pads on. I'll be honest. <laughs> I uh, uh, I have been known to maybe try on a helmet that I wore back in the day and and uh, see how that fits and all that. But no, I uh, maybe I should, but no, <laughs> I can't say I've done that. I was looking at some of the people that you have uh, coached under and worked under, from you know Coach O'Leary at Georgia Tech, uh, Coach Spurrier, um, your dad, obviously Lincoln Riley. Who who is a mentor to you that's a generation older that you could call and go, hey? I'm kind of experiencing this. Can you give me a? Can you give me some some of that knowledge, some wisdom? Yeah, um, you know it helps to be able to obviously as my dad be able to reach out to him as well. Uh, but beyond that, honestly, when I was at Mississippi State, I worked for Sylvester Croom, and first African American coach in the SEC, going into the College Football Hall of Fame in December. He's he's awesome, and uh, somebody coached NFL, coached college, head coach at Mississippi State, and. He's somebody that I, you know, certainly can reach out to at any time, and still value his opinion and value what he says, and and uh, still hear from him, like I said, regularly as well. So he'd be the first guy to jump to mind, and and there's a lot of guys, active coaches, retired coaches, um, that that I certainly value their opinion and have been known to reach out for their input also. All right, final three questions, Coach Beamer. Um, I want to lay out a scenario to you. This happened to me. I want to go back to my high school football days. And I know you look at me and go, pure athlete. And you probably would have recruited, you probably would have recruited me based on just my wealth of knowledge <laughs> of the game. But my senior year in high school, I was, I was captain, obviously. And yep. we go out. And I just remember it's, it's a very motivating pregame speech. My coach is like, we're going to go. I didn't play much defense. I know you look at me probably linebacker. I was more of a wide receiver type guy. 
But he was like, we're going to go out. We're going to shut him down. And, you know, we're going to kick. Whatever. That's all I hear. Now it's a pretty smart guy. I go out. They flip the coin. Uh, they win the toss and they defer. And I go, we're going to kick. Now, how this works is if they defer, we have to receive. Or that means we're kicking at the beginning of the game. And then we kick again at halftime. But I, the ref was like, are you sure? I go, we're going to kick. I was fired up. I was too, was too emotional. I came out of the locker room. Coach is ready to go. We're going to shut him down. And he goes, are you sure? I said, yeah. He goes, okay. And so they said, uh, they've deferred. They're going to kick. And they're also going to kick at halftime. And, and so I, I walk up the field and my head coach grabs me by the face mask. And he said, you might be the smartest player to ever play for me, but that's the dumbest blanking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And we lost by six, if I'm being honest. We lost oh, by six dang. that game. We only lost two games the whole year. That was one. One, have you ever had anyone do anything like that? And two, what would you have done to me if you were my coach? <laughs> to me, to be honest with you, I, I would put that on me. If you made that mistake, I did a poor job of preparing you to go out there to the coin toss for the coin toss because obviously you weren't coached up well enough on uh, that one. Uh, I don't think I've, I don't think I have, uh, but we tried. I don't think I've been involved in that, but certainly, <laughs> certainly. Uh, I can understand because the coach had you so amped up. Once. It's an honest mistake. But no, go. we actually, before about nine minutes until kickoff, when we're in the locker room, I actually get with the captains and, and go through, here, here's exactly what's going to happen. If we win the toss, we're going to do this. You know, and you always worry about they win and defer. And then you say, well, we want to kick off here mm -hmm. as well. So I make sure and say, now, look, if they win the toss and they defer, we're going to take the ball. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the SEC officials, they're, they're pretty good uh, about not letting letting somebody screw it up if they got caught in that situation. But you're always worried about it. So I can understand why it happened. And to me, you were just doing what your coach told you to do. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard? Have you ever seen that happen on any game on any level? Um, we'll no, go I don't think yeah. so. Thanks, coach. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was one of those NFL games a while back when it was somebody did something and the they I don't know I think they, I want to say they they made a mistake at the coin toss but oh, yeah. I can't say Bobby but I'm sure it happened Thanks. I don't Thanks think for making me feel the only good. one yeah he'd have taken the blame I like that <laughs> I'm just gonna blame Coach Beamer now on uh, all right Coach looking ahead listen we're five and two I I, I really like South Carolina um, because I've been to some games out there. And the fans are extremely nice. And this is my theory. In Arkansas, we don't have pro teams. Like everything revolves around the Arkansas Razorbacks. So I grew up and that's my team, regardless, live or die. And I assume a lot of the South Carolina fans are like that too. And they're awesome fans. As you're going forward this season, like what is the goal for you guys as you finish SEC play and even regular season here? Yeah, for it's, I know it's cliche, but really it's just continue to get better. And you're exactly right. We got an unbelievable. Uh, home home field advantage, unbelievable environment, great fans, uh, because there are no pro sports here in South Carolina like uh, like Arkansas. So we got a big challenge, you know, four SEC games left, and and then Clemson. We got a lot to work at, or a lot to work on, and get better at. But that's the thing for us is just continue to continue to get better, just continue to try and improve, and and be the very best team we can be by the end of the season, and. And we're on the right track. We've got some awesome kids that are playing their butts off right now. We just got to keep uh, keep going in the right direction. I hope you beat the crap out of Clemson. I can't wait for it. I hope you beat the crap out of Clemson. <laughs> like, and just don't just don't let – okay, my final question, because I hope you beat the crap out of Clemson. So if you're playing a team, and let's say you're up 25 or 30, and this is just a, a general question about coaching, do you either – pump the brakes because you like the coach or hit a little harder because you don't. Does that ever happen? <laughs> you, want the, you want the politically correct answer or do you want the truth? I so. just, I tell you what would be for me is I would probably go, if, 
if it were even, I would probably go, you know what, if I'm in this situation, I don't want someone to take care of me. Even if I didn't even know the coach. But if it was somebody who was just a total D-bag, I would be like, I'm going to show <laughs> you why you don't be a D-bag to me or my friends. That's what I would do. I don't know if you're similar, coach, but anything you'd like to shed on that? No, first of all, I, I, I need to be in those situations more where I have that opportunity or that decision to make. We haven't been in enough of them. But no, I think there's a generally a, there's a healthy respect and, and you've got respect for the person, the other person on that sideline uh, always and, and want to do right by them. They have a program, they have players, they have families, all that stuff as well. And, and, and you want to have the respect of your peers. That's really important to me also. I haven't said that if you for whatever reason, feel disrespected or, or something maybe going on in, on in that game that isn't right, whatever it may be. Certainly the competitive juices get flowing and, and things like that as well. So, you know, there's a, there's a great healthy respect in this league amongst coaches and, and we've got to continue to try and put ourselves in positions where we can be in those, be in those situations and have those decisions to make. We haven't been in enough of them yet. I hear you. There are a few coaches who I'd really stick it to if I got a chance. <laughs> oh my we goodness! I know. I'd really let them have it. Yeah, hey, can, coach, can we? Can I? Can I come on again so we can talk about who those guys are? You know, after the season, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, coach, right. really, just a big fan of you know what you're doing with, with that program, just in general. I think you are a great example to a lot of young coaches out there and how you do things. And you know, I have some friends that work over in that administration at University of South Carolina, and they love you and. I appreciate the time and continue. And I'm rooting for you guys, Coach. So thank you very much. No, it means a lot. I, I appreciate you saying that. I'm surrounded by some awesome people here at Carolina and blessed to blessed to be here and blessed to be around great players and big fan of yours. So come see us in Columbia and hope to be on again soon. All right, Coach. Thanks, man. You bet. Thank you all. Thanks, Coach Beamer, for coming on. Kevin, great job. That was a lot of fun. That's a super cool dude. And I saw when the interview finished, which we did it 30 minutes ago when we recorded this, he followed me on Twitter, so we'll probably be FFs now. There you go. Mm. And I don't hate South I'll Carolina. See. Yeah. So that means I like them, I guess. <laughs> I read a story about how Arkansas is not hated at all, but that sucks because that means we haven't been so good we've annoyed people. Mm, that's true. So two of the most unhated programs. <laughs> we actually came in the SEC at the same time, same year. Oh, really? Arkansas and South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, NCAA recap. Ohio State whooped it up on Iowa. Um, I thought, because Iowa... I believe had a had a, a fumble return early, mm -hmm. and I thought, is there any way this shakes out? Because mm. you need to beat one of these top five teams. You got to have some real luck. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was bigger, faster guys. Yeah, probably. reality and yeah. You think Ohio State won the game? Win, this, win the championship? I'm still. They haven't played anybody yet. You know, the, and then their conference in general is just kind of iffy. So I, I don't know if you have to wait till Michigan. They play Michigan, and then we'll see. But is Michigan really that good? Eh. They're good, but... Yeah, I think Michigan's pretty good. Yeah, but Ohio State's offense is just nasty. If they're healthy, the receivers and Stroud, they should be good. But I haven't watched them play enough competition yet to really have an understanding on them. Tennessee whooped up on UT Martin, obviously. That was an easy one. The Clemson-Syracuse game was good. I was watching, and they pulled DJ. Yeah. They switched quarterbacks. I think he had... Did he throw two picks? Yeah, he's like 13 for 21, like 120 yards, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. I knew he threw one interception. I was flipping back and forth. It was the 11 o'clock game here. It's mm -hmm. the early game. Yeah. And so they switched quarterbacks. And then I head off and we eat some lunch. So I come back and I'm watching the score on my phone the whole time. And Syracuse is down six and they're driving to win the game. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Then they get to about midfield. And I, this is when I start to sit up a little straight. I'm like, the curse, it's, it's finally going to get him. The curse of Clemson is finally going to get him. <laughs> <Dabble. laughs> and he throws a pick, yeah. like right to him. Yeah. 
So, but I, you know, does I mean I guess they have a new quarterback now. Yeah, and he's a stud from what I've seen. The he's from small amount. He's from like Westlake, I think, Mike. Was oh, like, he really? Yeah, I think he's from like Austin Westlake. From one of the, I mean, I'd look that up. This is huh. me going from memory. But yeah, I, th- I was really pulling for Syracuse there, and I, and I tell Coach Beamer, please beat Clemson. Yeah, I know. In the interview, you may, yeah, that was pretty clear. <laughs> uh, Alabama, just a bigger, faster, stronger team than than Mississippi State. Yeah, I think at one point Nick Saban yelled at the refs. F you guys or the, you effing guys. I saw a clip. It's like one of those lip reading things. But mm-hmm. It looked like he was really going to town on those refs. When they're up 30 to nothing. Probably. Yeah, that's always yeah. usually when it is. <laughs> yeah. That was his headset. Uh, you know, the game that I missed, I mean, I couldn't have missed it any worse, was the LSU Ole Miss game. Do you see any of this? I saw the beginning. I was going back and forth. That was the afternoon game between that and a few others like UCLA and Oregon. So I didn't see all of it. I just felt like Ole Miss was up early, and I'm like, oh, I thought LSU was going to win this. And then I go back an hour later, and all of a sudden LSU's blowing them out. Well, Ole Miss went up early, and I was like, I told you, easy, easy peasy, Ole Miss going to win it. And then I I did the same thing. I was doing some sound check at my show, and I clicked back, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And and LSU had run it up. Uh, Jane Daniels had 250 yards in the air, 120 rushing, and they just they just big-boyed them. Yeah. In LSU. I bet that place was crazy. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. It was a good game for LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, they started pick last in the West or next to last, depending on what you saw, and now they're a player. Yeah, that's a big win. If Alabama gets beat again by anybody, there's trouble in the West. I mean, mm-hmm. any of those teams can win it. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, Oregon. Oregon whooped it. And Bo Nix went crazy. Five touchdowns. Yeah, they looked awesome. Mm-hmm. The Texas-Oklahoma State game to me was crazy. I was watching a lot of that. Texas jumped up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is easy peasy. Texas is going to run away with it. And I guess I missed a lot of the comeback because, again, I was – Working, I was doing my, yes. my show. Did you watch any of this, that, the second half of that game? That was part of one of the games I was uh, flipping through. And then I left. I think I went out and did something when Texas was still up by a touchdown. and They're in control the whole game. And I was like, okay, they're just going to win this. They're going to ride it out. And then I, jo- I go to check after the game, and I saw they lost. I was like, what? How? Oh, you didn't? I see. I didn't, I didn't see the very. I didn't see the last yeah, half of the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Really? Four, went up 14 points. I had I only had it on my ESPN app because we were doing sound check and stuff, and I was like, they scored. Oh, God, they scored again. So I didn't see the the plays, but I thought, I thought it was over, over. Same. And Texas jumped up and were holding, and I was like, this is easy peasy here. It wasn't, though. And finally, South Carolina whoops up on Texas A&M in College Station. I mean, the question. No, is that South Carolina? Oh, it was South that, Carolina. I flipped that around. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The question is about Jimbo Fisher. I mean, they just, after one year, they gave him. They they. They're like, let's give you an extension. Let's pay you all this money. What's what's happening? Mm. Kevin Sumlin had a better record. Not good. Yeah. They were ranked really high when the season started. They continue to lose. They are not happy over there. Yeah. They I, spent so much money to be good, and I don't think that means they won't spend money. And they obviously have the recruits. We've talked about that. The problem is they're fresh. They're they're young. Yeah, but. But yes, that is ugly. I mean, is it the coaching? Is it the culture? Is it? It's a lot. There's something big there. Yeah, it's bad. And very they, bad. They are very unhappy in, at South Carolina or at, uh, at Texas A&M. Uh, let me remind you: twenty-five whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action now. My parlay did not hit. I have not missed ever so bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal all the way around. I hate myself. That Liberty game, though, I was I was keeping up with that a little bit. That looked good for a long time. They scored a bunch of points. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I really let you down. I'm a loser. I'm just a loser. That is what it is, and I can't say anything but put my tail between my legs and try to get him next week. I got a good one next week, though. Oh. I got a good one next week. It's free <laughs> smiles. It's free smiles. 
So if you don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can download it now and get on the action with the 25 Whistles Parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. There you go. Let's talk NFL. Uh, Joe Burrow went off. If you had him on your fantasy team, which I don't, he scored 50 points in one of the leagues I'm in. I played two leagues. Yeah, he threw for uh, 480 yards. I do have Chase. Jamar Chase went off too, obviously. Yeah, their whole team. The Bengals' offensive line is starting to block, and what's starting to happen is they're starting to get really good. Mm -hmm. So the Bengals beat the Falcons. It was the first time the Falcons didn't cover all year. Yeah. First time. Yeah. So I watched that. I loaded up on the Bengals before the game. Did you? Yeah. I felt pretty good about that one. The Cowboys went again. Dak played okay, but that's all they needed. I think, you know, they said he didn't have 100% grip. Weird they'd play him, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell it took a while for him to really get into the swing of things. It's a good game to bring him back. Let the defense do their thing. Golf sucks. Yeah. You know, the Lions are not. I mean, I, I thought the Lions went eight or nine games. I really was rooting for them. They still may win some games, but they've had a lot at Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean, St. Brown went out with a, a concussion, yep. like second drive. Yeah. Uh, but the Cowboys went 24 to 6. We'll take it. I just feel like they have a tendency to get people back in too soon. I remember Romo, he would get hurt all the time, and then they'd bring him back super quick, and then he'd keep getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is if Dak goes down, you've got a backup that is service, that's better than serviceable. So that's, that's great news. That you you know that if Dak gets hurt again, you got a guy that can play games and not lose them. I'm not going to say win, can go out and win a game if things aren't going their way, but, but can yeah. play games and not lose the game. Mm-hmm. So Cowboys win. Titans beat the Colts. Uh, Colts offense, it's, it's tough. That's a tough one. It's ugly. It's a tough one. Titans hold on. Good for the Titans. The Commanders just beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. Just beat them. Like it was. There was no like oh bad luck all game all. They just beat him. Mm-hmm. And Heineke, like, he, he's he got some spunk. You knew that because we'd, we'd seen him play. We'd seen him start a bunch of games. He was good for them. Like, you felt like they were playing motivated. Yeah, and I feel like the players like him so much more. McLaurin goes off every time he's in. Yeah, so the Packers' offense struggles. He doesn't have receivers. Lazard was at, went out of the game, got was hurt. and It's not like Rodgers has the greatest receiving core over there anyway. But the commanders just played well. Mm-hmm. You know, Heineke... Won the game. Defense played pretty good. They didn't have their full... Wait till the whole defense gets back for the Commanders. Yeah, it's Chase Young. He still hasn't even played yet, huh? It's, and I'm not saying wait as wait for the Super Bowl championship, but they're going <laughs> to yeah, be a I little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. The Bucks. Ugh. Oh, Tom Brady looked like he was skipping rocks to, to receivers. It's ugly. Like, you play the Panthers after they trade their best player. They got a, a bat, third-string quarterback, and they lose. An interim head coach. They lose. And bad. Three points? 21 to three. The Panthers whooped up on Brady and the Bucs. Uh, I think they had under 50 yards rushing, the Bucs did. Yeah, I think mm. Fournette maybe had like 18. It's an ugly one. You think I, it's a mental thing at all for Tom Brady? I mean, the easy answer is, yeah, of course. I don't, I don't know because he's been through a lot of – I mean, he's been doing this for so long at such a high level. I'm right. sure he's had a lot of personal things happen while he's playing. People have died. People, so it's easy to go, oh, it's going through a divorce. But I'm not going to lean on just that because I think over, 
the sample size of his career, he's probably had some really disastrous things happen, and he's played pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know anyway, anything. <laughs> but I don't know, and I don't want to just go, ah, it's a divorce. That's yeah. the easy thing to do. But he's also had some other, he's had people die, like people he's close to in, in seasons and still played well. So, yeah, that, that was a weird one. That was wild. That was a weird one. One of my buddies took it in their suicide league, which is every week you pick a game. Okay. And let's say you picked the Cowboys in week one. They, now they lost. Bad example. Let's just say they picked the Cowboys and the Cowboys win. You can never pick the Cowboys again all season. Right. So then you got to pick a different team to win. Well, as long as you keep winning, you keep going. And when it's over, you win all the money. And so there's only like four people left for some decent money. You picked the Bucks. Thought it was an easy win. I mean, yeah, it's bad. Don't blame them. Uh, Giants win. I mean, if Saquon stays healthy and Daniel Jones learns to slide and the defense, Evan Neal, he went out with like a, a little, uh, little issue. I think they're going to maybe two weeks or so is what I read this morning. Mm-hmm. Possibly being injured. The right tackle. Yeah, I did see he was down. I didn't see anything after that. What yeah. happened to him, really? Um, the, so, you know, Giants 6-1. and one. Keep riding it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the Ravens beat the Browns, which that game was pretty good. L- Lamar didn't throw for a whole bunch. Is a pretty ugly game, mm-hmm. but, but a win's a win, especially in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets win again. Broncos suck. <laughs> and the Raiders beat the Texans, and the Raiders needed that win. That's two wins now for the Raiders. And, you know, a team that was supposed to be really good. Oh, the Chargers was, was the game I was going to mention, too. The Chargers, they, they ended up losing. Yeah, they got whooped by the, yeah, Seahawks. the Seahawks. The Chiefs, the 49ers defense is good, yeah. but the Chiefs, they're just they're unstoppable. They put it on them. They're unstoppable. It doesn't matter. Okay, you want to— you want to guard Kelsey? Okay, well, let's, let's get Hardman. Let's throw him a ball. Let's let him score. Let's let him run it. Let's yeah. let him score. And then Juju looks good. Yeah. He looks healthy, big, strong, fast. Yeah, it it was definitely a domination and not where you go, oh, the 49ers aren't that good. You go, yeah, 49ers are good, but golly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those, the 49ers got blown up, but you're like, they'll be okay. But you're and like, oh, the I think, good? too, the 49ers are going to be a lot better because Kittle caught a bunch of balls. Mm-hmm. That offense got to open up a little bit because they have a running back now. Now, what he's fifty? He had about fifty yards. Yeah, him, I'm not sure around there. But even then, like he was some splash plays. Yeah, he doesn't even know the offense. McCaffrey's gonna make him good. Yeah, it's it's all on Jimmy G. Yes, it's all on Jimmy G. Getting the ball to those weapons easily. Right, and not turning the ball over. Yeah, not taking a safety. But McCaffrey's gonna make it a little easier. He's gonna open it up for him a little bit. For sure. Okay, uh, Mike, you can hit the song. It's a short, just a short little recap here. I'm going to draw for your new coach, Kevin. Let's do it. Mike, are you jealous that you got one? <laughs> yeah. And Cal lost again. They did? Yeah. Oh. Did you see the interview with Marshawn on live TV? No. He's all cussing up a storm <laughs> on live TV at the right. Cal game. Kevin, I just drew this one. You have. Let's do it. You know, possibly attainable. Okay. You have Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Oh, if we can get him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So if you're new to this show, we all were randomly drawing out coaches and whoever can book the most wins the cash. And Coach Beamer was on today, which is awesome. Mike Leach is next. Let's see what you can do. Let's do it. I'm excited. Oh, we can get him. That guy's a soundbite waiting to happen. Yeah, Mike Leach. He's awesome. All right, that's it. Thank you. Hope you have a, a great week. We'll catch you. I don't know if we're doing a halftime show this week or not. It depends on my mouth surgery goes. But we'll for sure see you Friday. And that'll be it. You guys have a good day. Bye, everybody. Oh, wait. Should I blow a whistle or no? I know it's just that. I, you can if you I want mean, to. I mean, it's just the, the catch-up show, but I feel like if we're all in here, we blow the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that starts the show. All right, that ends the show. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, follow us 20, at 25 Whistles. Bye, everybody. <laughs>